Now the plan works in three simple steps. Step one, kill the lights. Step two, get inside. Step three, get out with mountain of food. If a human does happen to see you, just lay down, roll over, and give yourself a good licking. They love it. The plan is remarkable. This place is like a fortress wall so high. How we get in? You. Me. Her. By using your feminine charms. <laughs> Was that out loud? Their target is impenetrable. The traps are set here, here, big one, here. Gee, is that all? No. A weed hacker, first. A weed hacker! But their team is incredible. Hold! Intruders! Intruders! <laughs> what are you doing? You said we should let our... No! Run! RJ is the brain. That is an SUV. No, I can talk. I'm just driving. How many humans fit in there? Usually, one. Vern is the leader. Uh, uh, so and Hammy has a special talent. I can burp my ABCs! A, B, Z. Wiggy guys, it's just like Auto Homicide 3. Destination selected. From the creators of Shrek and Madagascar, animals are in the house. Works over the hedge. Ah! I'm gonna gas you so hard, your grandchildren will stink. No, 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 no. Oh, no! make the dream work this is the show where we talk about every dreamworks film dreamworks animated film in order no matter what my name is kenneth and i'm john and yes i'm tired (laughs) and this movie did not energize me (laughs) I'm drinking a Baja Blast Whoa. to to ener- try to energize myself, and it's the store bought version in the in the bottle. Is it the original flavor or one of the different ones? It's red. It's Baja Blast. It, it even has a Taco Bell original logo on it. Oh, very nice. Ooh yeah, that's Baja Blasty. <laughs> that's Baja Blast, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that'll wake me up. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. how are you today, John? I'm good, man. It's good day. Uh, I I watched this movie last night. I just finished watching it only you... maybe 20 minutes ago. Yeah, it did. So it's it's more fresh in your memory than it is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no guest tonight. There's a I think there's a curse on our returning guests because every time we've tried to have a guest come back uh they suddenly in the last minute say oh no 
I can't, or I shouldn't, or I, you know, I would like to, but circumstances are keeping me away. So I find that very convenient. Yeah, it's it, it is a bit suspicious. <laughs> Two weeks. Are we that bad? People don't like to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe they don't like to talk about DreamWorks movies. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, today's movie... (laughs) Today's film is Over the Hedge. This is another one of those, I think, kind of forgotten movies. Yeah. Whenever I told anybody that we were doing this, they'd be like, Oh, yeah, I remember that. Over the Hedge. I completely forgot. Either that or they'll be like, that's a DreamWorks movie. I thought that was Fox. Oh, sure. Yeah. It is kind of. It's like very. Generic. Yeah, it's like void of personality in a lot of ways. But before we before we get too deep into it, we need to learn the facts. Hmm. The facts about this film over the hedge. This movie was released. In 2006, it had its Los Angeles premiere on April 30th and its wide release in the United States on May 19th, 2006. It is directed by Tim Johnson and Carrie Kirkpatrick. Is that Carrie or Corey? That's Carrie. Then there's a screenplay by Len Blum, Lorne Cameron, David Hasselton? Yeah. Hasselhoff? De, uh, David Hoselton. <laughs> uh, and Carrie Kirkpatrick based on Over the Hedge by Michael Fry and T. Lewis, which is a comic strip. Oh. Uh, starring this huge cast. At least the Wikipedia included like every single voice in this whole movie. Oh, wow. Starring Bruce Willis, Gary mm-hmm. Shandling. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell, mm-hmm. Wanda Sykes, oh. William Shatner, oh. Nick Nolte, oh. Th- Thomas Hayden Church. I remember him. Allison Janney, uh-huh. Eugene Levy, oh. Catherine O'Hara, oh. Avril Lavigne, oh. uh, Omid Jalili, Demi- o- Omid Jalili. Rolls off the and, top. yeah, and... Brian Stepanek. Ah, I was hoping you were going to say Cranston. No, he's not in this movie, unfortunately. Yeah. Although, I mean, he could have been with a cat with that cast with how many people are in it. It's almost a surprise that he's not. Yeah. Um, with a budget of eighty million dollars and a box office of three hundred forty million dollars. Whoa! <laughs> Ow! People went and saw this. They did in droves. I didn't get a look at the tomato meter, so you should quiz me on it later because I've, I'm probably going to get it way wrong. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are the facts about Over the Hedge. Uh, even though I just finished watching this movie, John, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, everyone's favorite part of the show. The, we get it out of the way early. Play your open, open with your hit, and then. 
I don't know if we close with the hit too. I don't think we do. Oh, <laughs> open we, with our hit. Yeah, we played in the very beginning, so that way people can say, "Oh, thank goodness they played it." Now, yeah. I can leave. Oh, they played it. We can beat the traffic, and then yeah. the whole <laughs> venue just leaves at the same time. <laughs> I want. I want to go to Steak and Shake. I want to be there first. Yeah, <laughs> so I can be like, remember that first song that they played? Ah, so good. Or instead of Steak and Shake, they can go to red rooster red rooster it's time for plop synapses presented by red rooster not officially a sponsor but that is the that's the new name for this segment (laughs) (laughs) i love it uh john what happens oh do you need me to get the timer ready yeah go ahead and get the timer ready while i introduce myself if this is your first time listening because you just love Over the Hedge and you came here. First of all, I apologize for our lukewarm reception to this movie so far. Um, and second, we, we, or you're going to explain this, I right? Am. Yeah. It's part of your own introduction. You introduce it yourself. Okay. All right. I watched Over the Hedge and I didn't look up any plot. I didn't look up anything about it. I just watched the movie and I wrote down what I saw. And now I would like to bring to you the the story of Over the Hedge in hopefully less than a minute and 30 seconds. Yes, the goal for John is to complete the synopsis or the synapses in <laughs> less than a minute and 30 seconds. If my synapses will allow me. Yes. Will John be a winner winner or will John be for dinner? Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I want to put like dramatic music. I, I'm hearing like the like, I don't know, the music that plays on like deal or no deal when they're like waiting to find out if the case they picked. Uh, deal or no deal or who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, that's it. Who yeah. wants to be a millionaire? That's what I'm thinking of. All right, I got to go find that music and it'll be uh it'll be in it starting right now. Will John Ooh. get his synapses in in less than a minute and 30 seconds? Will he be a winner winner or will John be for dinner? Find out right now on Plop Synapses presented by Red Rooster, not officially a sponsor. That's good. That was John. really good. Thank you. John, are you ready? I am ready. Well, then here we go. Lights, camera, action. A raccoon on success. Oh, damn it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Start over, start over. All right, we're starting over. <laughs> now I have the energy I need to make it through this episode. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) We're having a Baja Blast over here. (laughs) How do you you say unsuccessfully? That, like that. (laughs) Hey, at least at least you got tied up right there. So the, the third word. Yeah, the third <laughs> third word. Get it out early. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay.
All right, all right. Are we here? We go again. I, I I have reset the timer. Okay, let's do this. All right, John. <laughs> Lights, camera, action. A raccoon unsuccessfully tries to steal junk food from a hibernating bear. It results in the good in the food being destroyed and the bear threatening the raccoon. The raccoon RJ has one week to replenish the bear's stock, or else he's dead. Nearby, a ragtag group of animals awaken from hibernation to find a tall hedge wall that has appeared. The leader, a turtle named Fern, decides to go into the hedge and finds himself in the backyard of a house in a subdivision. RJ finds the group and decides to befriend them in order to use them to help forage for food. RJ introduces them to human food and culture, but also comes across a human that scares the group. The next day, RJ gets Hammy, the manic squirrel, to help him pull off a heist for Girl Scout cookies in a wagon. It's successful, and everyone is lured into helping RJ get the food. Cue getting food montage, mixed with angry HOA human tired of animals. An exterminator is called in to get rid of the animals. RJ replaces Fern as the leader of the group. Fern, upset at RJ, returns all the junk food to the humans, causing a rift between Fern and the other animals. Fern finds out about RJ's plans, and the HOA human is planning for a barbecue. The animals work together to grab food from the barbecue, but are all captured by the exterminator except for RJ. RJ takes the food to the bear, but turns on the bear in order to save the animals. RJ and the animals work together to defeat the bear, the exterminator, and the HOA. The end. I am amazed. <laughs> you're you're nailing this lately. Yeah? I stopped the timer at exactly one minute and 15 seconds flat. Whoa. You know how there's like decimal points after the second? Yeah, the milliseconds. Yeah, zero milliseconds. No milliseconds. Zero one colon one five period zero zero. Get him out of here. Don't need him. Thank you. Winner, winner. John Lane on Plop Synapses, presented by Red Rooster. Not an official sponsor. Uh, <laughs> wow. Give me my peas, please. Yeah, you win a lifetime supply of peas. <laughs> Two weeks of peas. Oh, yeah. Enough to last you until next week when you have to try to win them again. <laughs> yeah, more peas. <laughs> more peas. <laughs> I did leave out a couple of things. In that, uh, uh, um, not not important though. Like you, what what'd you leave out? <clears throat> I left out a couple of uh, subplots, B plot, B stories. Oh sure, the uh, the one with uh, the skunk Stella. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it felt like everything was getting set up for something. Like if some someone mentioned in like Act One, oh we're possums, we play dead. That's what we do, Dad. That's yeah. so dumb. I'm never gonna play dead. Yeah. What's going to happen in Act 3? Play dead. Yeah. I'm a skunk. Nobody loves me. They got to not be able to smell me. They got to love me for who I am. Blah, blah, blah. What happens in Act 3? That happens. Yeah. It's like the story is like, hey, this is what's going to happen. Just to let you know in case you're not paying attention. Set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. And then pay off, pay off, pay off, pay off, pay off. Yep. Nails everything down. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I guess you could call it good storytelling, but for some reason in this movie, it feels almost just like paint by numbers, you know? Because <laughs> we've seen, we, we, when I say we, I mean us as adults. Like oh, we've yeah. We've seen these tropes play out so many times, and we've seen like setups happen nine yeah. times out of 10 that follow through, and we go, okay, now I know what to expect next time. And when you yeah. see 
And when you see a lot of the setups of this, you, you can see it coming a mile away. You know what's going to happen. The story writes itself almost. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, another one. Another example. When uh, RJ introduces the the group to an energy drink and uh, Hammy wants to try it. And he says, oh, no, no, no. The last thing you need is caffeine. Yep. Uh, and- because Hammy is a, a hyperactive, like in- incredibly energetic squirrel. Yeah. Uh, and I've having seen this movie, the only thing I, I remembered from other times I had seen it were, were two things. One, I remembered uh, when RJ tells the the animals that usually only one human fits in an SUV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I also remembered when Hammy drinks an energy drink and it stops time and he w- walks around very calmly uh and you know basically fixes everything and and wins the day for the animals yeah that happened Uh, in futurama oh it doesn't yeah in one of the episodes of futurama uh everyone on planet earth is given i can't i can't remember if it's a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars but they're given everyone's given like a surplus okay they're they're given uh What's it called? They're just giving money, right? And Fry, uh, one of the characters in Futurama, says, I'm just going to buy 100 cups of coffee. And all throughout the episode, you see him. He's bought like 10 cups and 20 cups and 50 cups, and he starts getting more jittery and more edgy over time. And at the last part of the episode, he he drinks his 100th cup, and this is in the midst of uh, everything going wrong in, in the setting that they're in. Like, mm-hmm. the place is literally on fire there's there's people in trouble people in peril he drinks his hundredth cup and time slows down and he just calmly walks around and starts getting people out of the building where you know getting people from underneath uh, burning debris and stuff like that yeah exactly like over the hedge huh yeah. okay well um i've never I, I haven't watched a lot of futurama actually i i feel like really? i should i've seen some of it I've, I, I tried to get into it um when i saw that it was on netflix uh you know a few years ago yeah and um i i you know i like it yeah i like matt Groening. i love you know the simpsons i love a disenchantment mm-hmm. uh but for whatever reason futurama i've just never never done the full dive and i i i, I know i would love it you should um yeah I have the the complete series on DVD if you'd like to borrow. Ooh, it. okay, yeah. Uh, I sh- I still have your DVD of Fight Club, which I have not watched. Still, I keep on forgetting that I lent that to you. Yeah, I still have it. It's right there, and I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it someday. <laughs> <laughs> what? So? <laughs> oh, anyway, me- what I was. Well, let me uh, ask I, you this: What's been stopping you from watching Fight Club? Is it just not the right time, or? Uh, I've just been. I, I'm just watching so many other things. I have, I have like, fifteen shows that I'm watching all at the same time, and I've, I'm, <laughs> you know, and you're watching Over the Hedge. Yeah, watching these movies, watching you know Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, Thirty right. Rock, Final Seasons, Star Wars. Well, I'm trying to catch up to Brooklyn Nine Nine so that I can enjoy the final season as it airs mm. uh, along with everyone else. So I'm on, I'm on season four now. Been watching 30 rock, been watching the office, been watching uh, 
uh, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, The Muppet Show, The Simpsons. Um, I'm, I'm like going app by app and trying to remember all the different things. Shit's Creek, uh, who, by the way, you know, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, husband and wife on this movie as 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 porcupines. Uh, porcupines. Yes. And husband and wife in in Shit's Creek. They play husband and wife a lot. Yeah, they also played uh, oh, A Mighty Wind, Best in Show. Oh yeah, Waiting for Guffman. All those, all those. But films. are they? They're not. They're not a couple in all of those movies, are they? They're just in both in all of them. So they played an estranged couple in A Mighty Wind, which was the um, movie about all of these different folk music. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, it's like a reunion of a folk band. Yeah, no, several folk bands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they play, um. They play that role, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I'm just watching so many things. So so many. And then there's on 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 Paramount Plus watching iCarly and Rugrats and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then over on Apple TV Plus, now Ted Lasso is back, and I've been trying to catch up on Schmigadoon, and I need to watch. I'm sorry, Schmigadoon. I have no idea. Well, it's an it's it's a brand new show on Apple TV Plus, starring Cecily Strong and Keegan Michael Key, and they're a couple who goes they get lost on a hike and they get caught in a real life musical, and they are not allowed. They like can't leave. They're trapped in this like old school style musical um when you say old school style like give an example like like singing in the rain like my like my fair lady like those old-fashioned classic hollywood musicals and the first episode even starts with like an overture and like opening credits just like one of those old movies uh it's a lot of i've only seen the first episode and boy is it fun okay yeah um and like all of the sets are painted backgrounds and stuff. Like it's made exactly like one of those old classic musicals. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon on Apple TV Plus. Nice. Ted Lasso, can't recommend highly enough also. That's just that's a show that'll make you feel full of warmth and happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh starring Jason Sudeikis. Anyway. Mm. Anyway. Uh oh, also the Mummy animated series. <laughs> what uh like the old one? From like the '90s Mummy WB, uh, yeah, I guess it was on WB. It's on Peacock now. Oh, I wasn't aware yeah. of this. Okay, check it out. Maybe we'll have to rewatch. <laughs> I I think I remember watching a couple episodes, but not yeah. like sat down to watch every single one of them. Yeah, I, I'll I'll throw it on every now and then, um, and it's 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 decent fun. You know, it's not it's no. Uh, classic or anything but yeah right have you been watching the olympics nah i i I always get into the idea of the olympics and then i never actually watch too much of it well i'll say this uh today so we're filming we're filming we're recording this episode this episode comes out what is this episode episode comes out wednesday the 28th okay so wednesday the 28th on the 26th Um, they're supposed to be playing the replay of the skateboarding events. Yes. And I'm I will be watching. In, yeah. I'm interested in seeing how they do that. Yeah. And um, how they're gonna judge that. First year of Olympic skateboarding. I was looking at, at they already have some highlight clips 
on Peacock of skateboarding, and I I, I opened one up because uh, Nyjah Houston, who is I don't really know skateboarding, but I have the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two remake, and he's one of the skaters on that game, and then he's at the Olympics right now. So yes. I was like, oh, Nyjah Houston, let me check out this, and it was uh one of his one of his runs. I don't know if it was a qualifying run or if it was like an official you know competition run but Mm -hmm. i watched one of his things and it was it was cool it's cool to see a skate park with like olympic rings like decals on them it's so weird i think i remember seeing a uh a clip of tony hawk like not necessarily doing any kind of run he was just skateboarding the olympic like skate park yeah just like testing it out yeah and they (laughs) For whatever reason, during the clip, they're playing like punk rock music, like na 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 na. Yeah, is that the one? Wait, is that the one that we watched? Uh, yeah, that together was the one in your that house. We watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> what year is it? Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. What's check- the Olympic? I would love like a punk cover of the John Williams Olympic over like overture that like maybe we can do that we should yeah all right that'll be i mean we're we have a lot on our plate now but we have four years to make a punk version of the olympics theme by john williams we'll get it right yeah we'll do it um so this movie so you've been watching a lot including this movie Including this movie. And this movie. <sighs> um, here's here's something I wrote about while I was watching this. Because a lot of thoughts crossed my mind. Uh, first of all, this movie opens up with a bear telling our main character, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very intense for a uh, PG animated film. Yeah. Us, you know, presumably for children. A bear. I feel like a lot of times it's like, or else I'm going to get you or, you know, like I'm going to get you or I'm going to eat you. Yeah. You're going to be my dinner. Yeah. But no, he says, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Death. (laughs) That was surprising to me. Yeah. Um, another thing. So, so, well, first of all, I don't think turtles hibernate. No, (laughs) I don't think they do. No, uh-huh. I mean they're they're reptile, right? I mean that's yes. that's some that's one of the jokes. That's his whole only running joke is that people think he's an amphibian, but he corrects everyone and says he's a reptile. Right. So if a reptile were to hibernate during the winter, he would probably die because reptiles are cold-blooded creatures. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, number 1, not very not very realistic. So maybe that negates what I'm about to ask because these animals all hibernated through the winter. And when they wake up in spring, there's a new hedge and there's a whole new neighborhood, which is huge. So we are to understand that this entire suburb was built around this park in one winter season. Yeah, that's quick. And it's not like, you know, it's winter as defined by nature. So that's three months. (laughs) They couldn't have done that. Yeah. (laughs) That's 
there's a lot of things about this movie that aren't feasible. Uh, talking <laughs> animals. Um, no, well, animals do talk to each other. We just, we don't know about it. Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> and animals that plot and plan to yeah. s- steal food on, on a, a much greater scale than just digging into the garbage and right like they normally do um it's it's a movie <laughs> <laughs> so the idea that yeah i get it uh, the idea of a subdivision being developed and built up and moved into in the yeah span all of, those people already live there yeah in the span of like three or four months yeah Nah, not I don't not, I don't buy. I it. am not buying it. Yeah, and okay, that one house, you know, their backyard sprinklers at night do a full on Universal Studios style lagoon show, like water spray show with lights. Yes, I was like, what is the who is what is this for? You're watering <laughs> your yard in a beautiful light display. <laughs> You're not even out there watching it. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean that you know these are minor things. These are not story problems. I, I, that's not even a problem. It was just a funny thought that, or I don't know. You tell me. Write in and let me know if that was a funny thought. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you think? What are you What do you have uh, for this movie? The only thing I could think of off the top of my head was when I told my brother, hey, we're doing an episode of Over the Hedge. And his response was, oh, you mean the nut job, right? Oh, yeah. I thought for a second, like, no, it's, oh, it's different. It's, it's not the same. <laughs> I actually don't know what the nut job is about. I have, I've saw the trailers. Nut job has a bunch of squirrels that are that are plotting to... Uh, <laughs> steal a lot of acorns or food or nuts from yeah a store it's I, it does look pretty similar the like right? style of the squirrel yeah um i i remember being in a theater and seeing i think it was the trailer for the nut job Two: nutty by nature which <laughs> bravo yeah bravo on that title and uh, the trailer made me uh, sad for the state of children's entertainment, you know? Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, gosh, that looks so, like, uh, just not for me, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it doesn't look like a movie that where, you know, because a lot of, you know, DreamWorks movies, Disney movies, Pixar movies are like, yeah, they're made, you know, with a ch- ch- child audience in mind, but they are they are just as enjoyable for the adults, people without children. Yeah. Uh, and, and the nut job too nutty by nature. I don't think from the trailer looks like it is one of those movies. It is like, this movie is just for kids and we don't care if the parents like it. <laughs> and so the trailer ended and I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And the kid sitting behind me <laughs> recovers from his laughter and says, Oh, we gotta see that movie. <laughs> Oh, and I was like, "Oh man, all you're right." Not, I was you're wrong. not a kid anymore. Yep, I was wrong. He, they, they like it. Okay, 
<laughs> and I felt bad for his parents at that point. I was like, oh, no, they're going to have to go see that. Because whatever movie we were in for, I was, you know, it was probably Coco or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, some wonderful work of beautiful art that tells mm. you about the human spirit. Yeah. And not. Cry. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine uh, being a kid and see, seeing that last scene in Coco and not crying. Yeah. Because you're like, this is a dumb scene. Yeah. Meanwhile, this isn't funny us, or yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, us in our uh, early to mid thirties are going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was twenty seven, I think, when Coco came out. Yeah, and uh, yeah, powerful, powerful. Actually, I, when I saw Coco, I saw a little girl. She must have been five or six, seeing it with her dad. And at the end, I think this was the second time I saw it. At the, when when. Spoilers for Coco. Um, at the end, when Mama Coco uh, passes away or whatever, or whenever, whenever the big tear-jerking moment is, you know, whenever everybody cries, there's a lot of lots of those moments in that movie. Yeah. But in one of those moments, we I look over and this little girl is is sitting in her dad's lap, just quietly crying. Oh. Uh, and just like really. Uh, understanding and and processing the story and i was like whoa they did it (laughs) yeah how did they do that they nailed it (laughs) yeah good job yeah um and this movie does not attempt to do anything like that (laughs) no (laughs) which is fine yeah that's okay it's for a different audience man yeah all right, getting down to it. And we 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 discussed this briefly. But it, this movie to me feels very uh the word you used was safe. Yes. You you want to know why I said that? I Tell ori- me. I originally thought this movie came out in 2008, not 2006. Okay. In 2008 that was um a downturn in the economy. That's oh. when you had the the housing market bubble bursting. Oh. That's when you had uh, a lot of layoffs, uh, an economic downturn. So yeah. a movie around this time would be very like, let's make something that we know is going to be safe. Yeah. Uh, that we know is going to make the money back. Right. It's not going to be too challenging. It's not going to um, uh, upset anybody. It's just going to be colorful, fun. Yeah. Uh, with with voices, you know, you know, a, a recognizable cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I get I, I that makes sense. In 2006. This movie feels to me like the movie version of the food like the snacks that the characters are all so focused on you know it's sugary it, it's it's you know exciting and colorful a little salty uh, sometimes a little salty sometimes and but 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 ultimately it has no uh no nutritional value it it, it doesn't Ooh. it doesn't it doesn't enrich it just just feels it just barely fills you up wanting more 
Yeah, exactly. That's how this movie made me feel. Um, yeah. Good analogy. Thank you. Well, that, that came to me as I was saying it. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> well, that about does it for Dream Jerks. Uh, <laughs> great episode, man. <sighs> what about... Let, let's talk about these characters, because I feel like even the characters are kind of... Uh, the only character that I that I really liked was uh Vern the turtle. Um, really? Yeah. I thought most of them were kind of just filler characters. Yeah. You you have your psychotic character. Or, yeah. Or your very energetic character. Um you have like a uh parent and child relationship. Yeah. Um you have a family relationship. Yeah. Uh, you have kind of a loner relationship. Is that uh, Wanda Sykes, the skunk? Yes. Stella? Yeah. Okay. And I don't mean relationship. I guess I mean roles. Sure. Or yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, you have our... And you have our Woody and Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Oh, you're right. They are Woody and Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> that's a classic pair though yeah they didn't you know woody and buzz didn't invent that <laughs> they just perfected it right exactly <laughs> you you have your 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 leader of the group yeah who is always trying to dictate what he feels is the best interest for the group and then you have someone new that comes along that kind of rebels against the what what's the word I'm looking for? The status quo. The status quo or or how things are, are usually run, yeah. how how our how our original group leader feels like everything should be run this way because it's safe. And yeah. this is how we've done it and this is our our nature of how we operate and this is how we're going to continue to do it right but, uh actually but you know as you were as you were describing that it's this is almost the opposite of woody and buzz because um with woody and buzz you know buzz is unaware of the world that he's in he doesn't even know he's a toy he just comes in and he's trying to get back to star command you know like he's right He's uh, oblivious to what his situation is. Uh, and then in this one, RJ comes in and he's trying to open their eyes to the world around them. He's saying like, no, you like this is you guys are, are living in this park and, and you're deprived of all this like sugar and candy. <laughs> and he yeah. does have a selfish, uh, you know objective oh, absolutely he's not trying to make their lives better he's just trying to you know con them yeah essentially retcon them oh hey <laughs> I, I was gonna say when you were describing <laughs> sorry when not, you were describing no apology necessary <laughs> apology not accepted <laughs> I was going to say, while you were describing that, it made me think how different Toy Story would be if the roles were reversed. 
and all the toys lived naturally as their toys allow them to, as themselves allow them oh. to. Like so maybe, if they were all unaware of their toy nature and they were just living as their character yes. reality. Yes. Oh. And Buzz comes in and says, What are you what are you toys up to? Ah, oh, we're not toys, partner. Uh, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's huh. right. He's a cowboy and I'm a shark. <laughs> <laughs> hi i'm shark howdy 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 <laughs> i love that shark <laughs> me too yeah oh hey look at this uh i'm looking at at this wikipedia page and uh according to this bill murray was the original choice for the role of rj instead of bruce willis yes that would have been good yeah i i was looking it up on imdb apparently uh, they originally wanted, oh Lord, <laughs> they did want Bill Murray, uh, but they wanted someone oh, else to play Harold Ramis. Yeah, there it is. Did he die? Is that what happened? Uh, when did I mean, he die? Eventually he passed away, but I don't think it was around 2006. Let's see. No, he died 2014. Okay. Wow. Imagine if this was Bill Murray and Harold Ramis, Ghostbusters reunited. Yeah. Venkman and Egon. Yeah. As as a raccoon and a turtle. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like I don't like when Vern's shell comes off. Um Yeah. That's not something that happens to turtles, I don't think. They are they're, they're kind of attached to the shell, aren't they? Yeah, the shell is part of their body. It is not an outfit. Maybe it's, maybe it's trying to make you think about how different life would be if turtles behaved more like hermit crabs and just went mm. from shell to shell. So you go walking down the street one day uh, on the sidewalk and all of a sudden you see an empty shell and you go, wow. And you take it home and then you put your ear up to the turtle shell and you can hear the ocean. <laughs> And then you leave it on your back porch until it kind of slowly decays over time. And then you just throw it away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or or maybe they create uh, driveways. And for the driveways, they use a whole bunch of <laughs> turtle shells that have been bleached. <laughs> and you and you can rest easy knowing, hey, this turtle didn't die. It just found a new shell. Yeah. Yeah. All these, all these turtle shells here, you know, those turtles are just walking around naked <laughs> or, or wearing a uh, shoebox, <laughs> wearing that, a football helmet. Can you imagine <laughs> a turtle gets out of the shell, but still crawls around without the shell? Does his like belly <laughs> go down to the ground and does it just drag along or does it just stay like... Does he have to suck hmm. in his gut whenever he's walking without a shell? So that yeah, way. I guess it would so it would drag. <laughs> I imagine, I would imagine that uh, yeah, the bottom of that shell is holding up his his belly, his yeah. fat little turtle belly. <laughs> you have to assume because his back is so round. At least that's what the shell leads us to believe. Yeah, that the weight was just collapsing. Yeah, 
He, the, the, the top of the shell is that round because the bottom is pushing all that fat up. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't have anything to say about this. <laughs> <do>. <laughs> I'm going to read the, the rest of the notes I have written down. There's okay. not very many of them. Go for it. One. The HOA lady, the villain, Alice and Janney, mm-hmm. is perhaps the most generic human in the history of animation. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing memorable or or recognizable about her. No. She just she's just a human being. And the the only thing that we have to relate to her is that she's president of the HOA. And if you yeah lived in a neighborhood that has an hoa you automatically go oh i don't like this person at yeah all. she's a villain yeah um <laughs> and the, and that is about as deep as the character gets <laughs> and, and yes you're right the writing of the character is like oh yeah she's she's bad because she works for that but i even mean just visually it's almost like they just downloaded like lady and they were like, "Yeah, don't change it. That's the la- like out the box lady." Are you sure you characters. Don't, you don't want to give her any features or? <laughs> oh, that no, that's all right. This movie's about the animals. The people, oh, we're probably never even going to see her face. Like this lady, she's just lady. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if that's like her credit. If that's the character's name. <laughs> well, she says her that. name. It's uh, it's Gladys Sharp. What a generic name. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I take that All... back. It, Gladys. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> if, if her name was Jane Sharp or. Yeah. You know. Something like yeah. that. But Gladys. That's where the thought went in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, okay. There's a few moments and especially towards the end, there's a moment where all the animals are captured by the exterminator, uh, Dwayne LaFontaine, 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 Dwayne LaFontaine. Yeah. That's how it's got to be said. Yeah. It rhymes. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's how it's said. Well, he catches all the animals. Yes. And she... You know, he says they'll be they'll be uh, disposed of, of humanely and painlessly. And she says, no, not humanely. I want these animals, these like filthy animals to suffer. And she directs this at the turtle, which who? Like turtles are not pests. <laughs> <laughs> That's turtle is. No one's ever had like, oh, no, there's a turtle infestation on my house. That's not a thing. Yeah, but this turtle went over the hedge. Oh, now he must pay for his sins. Yeah, you're right. But every other animal, (laughs) every other animal is an animal that like if it was in your house, you'd be like, oh, no, a possum, a skunk, you know, like a a raccoon. They're in my house. Porcupine and and their family. Yeah, a A, a family squirrel. Yeah, well, I feel like even a squirrel, you wouldn't. I mean, I, you would, you don't want a squirrel in your house, but you wouldn't be like, "Oh my god, disgusting! Kill it!" You'd be yeah. like, "Ooh, that squirrel's in here. It shouldn't be in here." <laughs> 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 I 
hey, I don't remember letting you in here. Yeah. How did you get in here? That's less a problem of like, oh no, disgusting, a squirrel is in here. It's more of like, hey, how did that squirrel get in here? Something's wrong with my house. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a problem. Yeah. A house the problem. problem. Yeah. The problem isn't the squirrel. It's yeah. the however the squirrel got in. Yeah. Uh, had, had a breach. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, these turtles are coming in through the roof. <laughs> slowly, pr- very slowly coming in through the roof. <laughs> yeah. You call the roofer and you're like, help, uh, there's there, there's a hole in my roof and turtles are getting in. No rush though, it takes them a while to get in here. <laughs> <laughs> They're on their way, but it's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a dumb joke in this movie that is uh the cat that falls in love with the skunk ah uh, yes i know where that <sighs> when she leaves and he says stella yes and i didn't laugh <laughs> cuz it cuz of the reference to uh a streetcar named desire i think yeah well, I was I was gonna say uh, the movie that uh, James Franco made about the room, but I oh yeah, the Disaster Artist, the Disaster Artist. It's a reference to that film. Uh, yeah, a <laughs> a predictive reference. Yeah, <laughs> this movie came out, and they're like, "Hey, you know that horrible movie that came out three years ago? Eventually, <laughs> eventually." Uh, James Franco is going to make a movie about how that movie was made. Who's James Franco? The guy from Spider-Man. Oh, Remember that the guy. First Freaks and Spider-Man's, Geeks. Freaks and Geeks, Spider-Man's 1 and 2. The, oh. the only two Spider-Man movies that have been released at this time in, in history. That guy. Okay. <laughs> He's going to make a movie? He's going to direct and star in a movie. I thought he was about... just an actor. Oh, you've underestimated him. <laughs> <laughs> i've underestimated james franco yeah but don't don't be too uh you know don't like him too much because he's gonna get in some trouble who doesn't yeah not me next you're gonna be telling me <laughs> uh drake from drake and josh is gonna get in trouble from the current nickelodeon hit drake and josh to here in 2006 yeah he could mm-hmm. never hurt. He could never endanger a fly. <laughs> okay. What has this film done to us? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well. Uh, what else do I have? I have one more note written. Okay. Oh, and this is a fun sequence that's worth talking about. Okay. When the dog, they 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 get in the backyard with the dog, and it, and uh, it leads to launching an entire wagon full of food up a slide like a space shuttle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that the dog is not like an evil, violent, vicious dog. He's like a playful, energetic dog who's just excited about someone to play with. Yeah. 
and that's terrifying to these other smaller animals. Um, but he's not trying to kill them. He's just like, he just wants to play. Yeah. He just plays too rough. Yeah. Rough. Oh my God. (laughs) Apparently the dog's name is Nugent. Ted Nugent. I guess so. Wango Uh, Z Tango. When? (laughs) Ted Nugent. What did you say? Ted Nugent. Nugent? Yeah, that's the dog's name, right? Nugent? Nugent. Nugent. Yes. How do you spell that? N-U-G-E-N-T. I believe that's how Ted spells his last name. Nugent. Yeah, Ted Ted Nugent. Hold on. Yeah. (laughs) What are we looking for? (laughs) Yeah, Ted Nugent. The the uh, the crazy psychotic uh guitar player yeah i know who you're talking about i yeah. just couldn't i just didn't hear the n at the end of it it sounded like you were saying new jet <laughs> like n-e-w-j-e-t yeah and and now ladies and gentlemen coming to the stage new jet <laughs> ted new jet Hi everyone, I'm Ted Nugent, not Nugent. And Here's not a... a new version of the band Jet. Right. Because that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Here's a little song I'd like to play with for you. It goes a little something like this. A one, two, three, four. <laughs> Whatever happened to those guys? Are they still a band? Well, here we go. Let's find out. <laughs> Jet, the band. How do I? F- Jet band. No. Yeah. Here we go. Jet. Wait. Eh. I have to look. Wikipedia makes it very hard to find them. I'm gonna search. Are you gonna be my girl? Okay. Because there's only one of those. Or you could just do. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking for a plane ticket, you idiot. I had to look up. Okay, their 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 page is called Jet parentheses Australian band. Ugh, I see now. Yes, um, the band dissolved in 2012, but reformed in 2016. Okay, good. I'm glad to have them back. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I liked them very much when they first, uh, you know, broke it broke out big in the United States of America. Oh, yeah. They had some good songs. With songs like, Hey, Roll Over DJ, Are You Going to Be My Girl? <laughs> uh, Cold Hard Biatch? Yes. <laughs> what have you, or Look What You've Done? I remember that one. They have a song on the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack called Hold On, which is probably my favorite song of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. And then they reformed. And then remember those four years when the world didn't have Jet? Yeah. The Australian band. Australian band Jet. (laughs) Yeah. That was tough. There's only. They didn't. Go ahead. No, I. You go. I was just going to move on. 
Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's do that. <laughs> the, uh, I'm looking on IMDb, Kenneth. Okay. Oh, okay. This is. I don't know how I feel. I'm going to read this sentence to you. It's just one sentence. Okay. It's in the trivia section of I'm IMDb re- for Over the Hedge, and it's at the very. I'm ready bottom. to hear it. Okay. Some critics say that this film is a satire of the Bush government. Oh. Um, I don't, I don't know enough about that (laughs) because I was ages, when was Bush president? Uh, 2000 to 2008. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was 10 to 18 during those times. didn't, Didn't care was not paying attention. Couldn't All I knew was Green Day says he's a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't start really paying attention until I was old enough to start being able to do something about it. Yeah. You know? Which is how it goes for most people. Yeah. yeah. So, if you know, when I was... This movie came out, what, May? What, was it May? 2006 yeah i was 15 couldn't care less. uh yeah i was not thinking about uh george w bush yeah you were thinking... i was thinking about is this movie as good as shrek <laughs> no no all right <laughs> no, it's then. not let's move on yeah green day didn't uh... write an album about this movie and how bad it is <laughs> yeah that's true must be okay <laughs> Maybe they meant... should we write an album? Should Maybe... we write an album about how how middle of the road this movie is? We should. We should. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were saying something. I no, I was just gonna make a dumb joke. I don't think I need to make. That's it. my favorite kind. Do you think it's a satire of the Bush government because it's about a hedge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, let's okay. Well, now, now let's really try to dissect that over the bush. Over the bush. We're at fifty-six minutes into this recording, by the way. Okay, well, right. we're gonna wrap up soon. Over the bush. So, if Bush is represented by the hedge, Bush is the hedge. I think Bush is the hedge. Okay, and these animals are being kept away from prosperity. There's a a divide. Yes. And those on the neighborhood side enjoy extravagance and wealth and an abundance of riches. Easy living. And those on the other side uh, are are barely surviving. They're foraging for food. They're foraging, and the pl- where their food used to be is now uh, over. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And this hedge this, is this bush, if you will. This bush is 
is keeping them out away from their livelihood. Okay, I sold myself. <laughs> <laughs> and the clown is uh Dick Cheney. <laughs> He is full of hot air, isn't he? <laughs> uh, and the bear? What's the bear represent? He, he's the bear market. Oh, is I don't know what that what that is. Well, it, in in terms of like stocks, a bull market is when stocks go up. Bear market uh-huh. are, is when stocks go down. Oh man! So and the so decline the... of the economy is going to consume the 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 poor the, yeah the lower classes who yes. are stuck on the other side of the bush this mo- they're right it makes sense they did it if anyone wow. uh smarter than us would like to explain to us why yeah. over the hedge is a uh, satire film of the bush government please let us know yeah. And if you think it is merely a uh, satire of commercialism as uh, established by a comic strip, maybe the, maybe the comic strip was also a satire of, of the Bush government. Let's find out when this comic strip originated. Mm. Oh, well, it launched in 1995. Well, that would have been in uh, OG Bush, right? Mm. George H.W. Bush? Uh, or is... Yeah, because Clinton was like like 96 to 2000. Did he, he did one term? Yeah, he did one term. Okay, so yeah. They might have been like, this George Bush or a hedge, <laughs> you know? And then, and then in the second uh, Bush, you know, they were like, we got to we got to get this message out there. Make a movie. <laughs> it all adds up. Yeah. We don't usually get political on this show, no. but uh but this, this movie, movie forced us to because there's nothing to be said about this movie <laughs> from the creators of Shrek and Madagascar on the poster it says. Yeah. And uh you'll watch the movie and you'll say, "I mean, I'm you got to not as that. good as both those." <laughs> gotta ride that Shrek wagon. You gotta yeah. keep on riding and riding on Shrek, even though the second one had already come out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh also I'd like to point out this is the first DreamWorks movie that it was distributed by Paramount Pictures. Mm. Um there was yeah, there was an era here starting in this movie where uh DreamWorks films were distributed by Paramount. Mm. Um, interesting so that will be uh, for a while it's a long time that that deal uh, lives on actually i think the first movie after that deal was over is rise of the guardians in 2012 i want to say hmm so okay. we got some uh i mean and not that it really matters it's just something to point out you know yeah all right well did we, we talked about fast food, right? Or did we not? No, not yet. All right, let's do it. Okay. Uh, fast food tie-ins for toys for Over the Hedge. Uh, it's not Burger King. 
Oh, I know, right? Why not? And it and it's not an uh, Australian fast food chain. Ah, yeah. What happened? I I don't know. These <laughs> answers I do not have. Ah, what? Uh, <laughs> I'm scared. It's okay. It, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Over the hedge has you in its arms, and it will hold you and keep you safe. Who will and, keep me safe? Where will I get my toys? And the toys, they'll come to you when you least expect it. They love you. They're there for you. Over the hedge. <laughs> um, I have a complete, on eBay, I have the Over the Hedge complete set of five uh, <laughs> kids' meal toys from Wendy's. Mm, okay. I, I have a little, very, very tiny pinball maze that takes you, that starts you in the woods and gets you to the finish, which is the neighborhood of the houses where the, where all the food, the human food is. Okay. I have a, a small plush toy of Vern the turtle, and it looks like you can take him out of his shell. Wrong. Because you love that. Wrong. <laughs> I have a a hammy squirrel on on top of a can of uh food. Is that a can of nuts thing? Oh, okay. Um, and, and and he and he rides and he walks on top of it. I have a, a Bruce Willis raccoon digital watch and and <laughs> and the watch band is is furry. Uh, like a brown fur, and and there's Bruce Willis raccoon hold, holding the, the hands of time, telling you when you're gonna die. Um, and I have a <laughs> over the hedge, two sided puzzle. One side has Vern and RJ looking at each other with that classic DreamWorks uh, raised eyebrow, going, "Can you believe this?" Oh yeah. And then on the other side. I have the the possums, the skunk, the turtle, the Bruce Willis raccoon, and the, and the terrifying Steve Carell squirrel. <laughs> he looks so scary in this, this puzzle. <laughs> and they've gone over the hedge, and they're in a backyard, and there's a a pink flamingo statue in the back. And, uh, standing there, okay, looking, looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and the puzzles—they come in a wagon that says "Over the Hedge" on the side. Ooh, a little toy box wagon thing with a lid. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I I would like a wagon like that. Yeah. Someone right. someone buy this for me. Yeah. And send it to Dream Jerks. Send it to PO Box Dream Jerks. Yeah. Walla Walla uh, Washington. <laughs> uh send it to the nearest Red Rooster location and yes. then we'll go pick it up. And we'll pick it up at Red Rooster when we get our um, keys. All right, 
Let's start thinking about theme park rides or attractions. <sighs> Experiences. Doesn't have to be a ride. Remember before we started recording how I said, oh, I'll have time between now and, and the time we talk about <laughs> theme park attractions. Uh-huh. To think about something for over the hedge. Yeah. I got nothing. Well, absolutely nothing. So we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to live brainstorm. Yes. Live brainstorm. We're going to have to, uh, think about this. Okay. Storm's brewing. And remember, this is in the dream jerks theme park. Yes. It doesn't have to replace any, uh, universal or Disney attraction. Right. Or, or, uh, six flags, gate, six flags, Great adventure. Uh, yeah. Uh, Anything Thor- like that. Dollywood. Dollywood. Holiday. <laughs> World. Hershey Park. Yeah. None of those. Cedar Point. This is a brand new park. Brand new park. Clean slate. King's Island. We, we, we are flush with cash. And we have Ooh. so much time to take on this attraction. We can do whatever we want. Anything we want. This is my... I think this is my idea. Here it comes. So, it's it's a hammy-based ride. Okay. And it is a a dark ride. Okay. Um, Where it, it kind of has a vehicle similar to maybe, like, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh at Magic Kingdom, or maybe something like the scoop at Spider-Man and Transformers. Um you know, a ride on a track with a motion base that can make it feel like it's moving more energetically than than it actually is. Okay. And so it'll be hammy just running around the park and the backyards and through the houses, um, just freaking out. And you're moving fast. Like this is a fast moving dark ride. Okay. But the uh and and there's not much of a story it's just running around and visiting the different characters in various scenarios you know um the uh, stella and the cat are are you know have on a date and like you know uh the the avril lavigne and william shatner are you know having a nice moment as father and daughter um Mm -hmm. but then at a certain point at the end or towards the end hammy drinks a sip of his energy drink I see and this is going and so then you're gonna you're gonna go through um a scene where everything is just frozen so you just get statues of everything yeah you so get you statues for animatronics or anything like that yeah not for that last scene Genius. you just you just walk you know the, the the ride vehicle just moves slowly through and it, they're all frozen in really funny or uh, you know see like uh, poses uh, right. So like they're like in the middle of the air. Uh, maybe they like threw one of the characters up in the air um, to try to get, a, you know, an acorn off a tree or something. I don't know. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, uh, you know, RJ is, is still like integrating human culture into their lives. So he's maybe they had built like a little a little like hot tub or something for them to hang out in. Or like a little like pool. I guess it's, it doesn't wouldn't need to be a hot tub because mm-hmm. they're going to be cooling off. A cool yeah. tub. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you mean a tub? But for but but like a pool kind of, uh, not just right. a bathtub. No, just there's no cold tub. 
That's just hot but tub. A hot tub or a tub. But a, uh, is a tub like like a hot tub, but not hot? Or I'm thinking of a bathtub when you say tub. So just a regular tub, just a just a, a big thing full of water. <laughs> <laughs> It's a small pool. Okay. All right. <laughs> above ground? Yeah. Okay. An above ground sitting pool. <laughs> okay. Continue. Um and they yeah, so you you walk through slowly as everyone is frozen in time and uh and that's how the ride ends. Or that's like the last scene and then when you co- you, you come back down from that from that rush and uh, everyone's like, Oh, huh. Well, thanks for coming to visit us. Come back anytime. Nothing really happened. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And done. Yeah. Exit through the gift shop where you can buy, uh, spuddies. Of course you can buy spuddies. You can buy Absolutely. spuddies and spuddies branded merchandise. Yeah. Um, and the energy drink too. Why not? Yep. You can get the energy drink. You can get spuddies. You can get... uh, There's really nothing else in this film. Yeah, there's not anything else I would want to buy, like, merchandise-wise from this. I guess plushes of all the different characters. Yeah, plushes of the characters, including... Your own... HOA lady. (laughs) Yeah, an action figure of, uh, of... Gladys Sharp. Oh yeah, that's her name. I forgot. And <laughs> and Dwayne LaFontaine. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. I don't know. What do you have? Anything else? The only thing that I could think of while you were talking about that is you can have a playground area. Oh yeah. Where one side of the playground that you're walking into is kind of built like a forest. And then at some point you come to a tall hedge wall. Yeah. And you go through the hedge and the other side of the playground area is built like a neighborhood. And so you have like the sprinklers in the backyard doing their sprinkler thing. Their, their little, uh, Oh Yeah. The that little thing, light, the little show, and that can be like a water playground area for kids. Yeah, um, you've got the laser trap with all the laser beams and everything. Maybe you can make that out of like bungee bungee strings, kind of like you have it like I don't know, like a discovery zone or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, something of that nature. Uh, I loved that thing. Yeah, it's good. Um, there's a there's a raccoon statue. <laughs> there's a oh, oh. there's a uh, there's a turtle that you can sit sit on and take photos. You can get in a turtle shell. Oh, you can get in the turtle shell. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. And, and the and, that's. And that's Vern is standing outside of the turtle shell going, what are you? Do-? He's got his hands on his hips. Like, what are you doing in my turtle shell? Yeah. 
that's that's a piece of merchandise that can be in the gift shop too is you can get your own turtle shell pants um or like onesie thing oh. like a big a big plastic turtle shell that you can wear around the park i'm not even thinking of like a plastic one you could make it like uh, a fabric one that's a little bit sturdy but the shell has to be a backpack but you wear it as like pants it goes through your your like your legs go through it yeah your legs go through it and it goes up and it goes up to your your like chest and it stops like a halter top oh or a tube top you know i see i see i thought it it was like a full-on like like you stick your arms out of it too well if you look at Vern's shell like his that's right it doesn't his like his arms and head <laughs> yeah his arm they're like no arm holes like there's just one big yeah, hole at the top. okay all right all right all right so maybe a fanny pack yeah, I guess you would have to have like suspender straps to keep it up when you're wearing it. But oh. imagine being at a park and seeing a bunch of people walking around in big turtle shells. <laughs> Great. Sir, I'm I'm afraid you're going to have to stow your turtle shell in, in our locker to get on this yeah. ride. There what? are special turtle oh, shell lockers. <laughs> There's like turtle shell hangers. Yes. Um, okay, okay. That you can put your turtle shell up on I'm anytime. Sorry. Like I- I'm sorry. I th- I believe you have my turtle shell here. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm um. terribly embarrassing. <laughs> Very sorry. <laughs> we forgot to mention every, all of our guests at Dream Jerks Park are very polite. Oh yeah. Very understanding. Very patient. <laughs> Rarely do they ever get upset. Oh, the they only, don't. The only time they get upset is when they have to leave the park because the park is closing. Yeah. And even then, it's one of those ah shucks. Yeah, we got or go. they 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 get up they get upset if um if they ordered food and uh they you know a mistake was made and they are accidentally given something extra that they didn't order. Hey, I didn't order fifteen cookies. I only ordered yeah. the one. Yeah. Hey, I my my you know hamburger meal isn't supposed to come with a milkshake. Take this milkshake back. <laughs> if I wanted that milkshake, I would have paid for it. I'm going to give you this milkshake and I'm going to watch you drink it. Yeah. And you Here, better you. drink every drop of that milkshake or I'll be mad. Yeah. You better enjoy that milkshake and I'm going to watch you enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Hope you learned your lesson. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um. All right. R- let's wrap up our thoughts on Over the Hedge. Let's. How do you feel after we've talked about it? Have your has your feeling improved or gotten worse or stayed about the same? Kenneth, let's be honest with each other. We didn't really talk about this movie a whole lot. <laughs> we just no, thought, we didn't. We talked about everything else but this movie. We talked around this movie. Why do you think that was? Other than the fact that. It just wasn't for us. I think it's because, well, that's exactly why. I don't think there is any other than that's, it's just a very vanilla movie. But, um, I, but I like vanilla. Oh, you're right. Me too. I, I didn't like this movie. I didn't dislike this movie. No, there, there wasn't. It, this movie is not Shark Tale, but this movie no. is also not Prince of Egypt. Um, 
explain that. <laughs> it's not as good as Prince of Egypt. It's not a, and <laughs> it's not yeah. as bad as Shark Tale. There's oh wait, we have to ask the question. Uh, the oh, baby yeah. got back test. Oh, does this movie um, pass the baby got back test? Is there a moment? There is a moment. Is there? There is a moment in this film that should have used baby got back. Yeah. It's when Vern uh, is out of his shell with the Girl Scouts and there is a close up shot of his bare butt. I think that this movie should have played. (laughs) Baby got back in that moment. Okay, by Sir, by Sir Lord Mix-a-Lot. Yes. Okay. Do you agree? Um, you know what? I don't really remember. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie fails the baby got back test. Yeah, because they should have had it in there. Yeah, it should have been there. It was a, 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 a movie full of gags. And that's the other thing about this movie is like, it's so full of jokes and super cartoony things. So many shots of the entire earth with like, whatever just happened. Like, Oh yeah. With the cheese, the nacho cheese chips. Yeah. When he up. opens a bag of, of, you know, uh, imaginary brand Doritos and then an explosion of cheese is visible from space. And then at the end, when like the laser grid that's meant to catch animals uh, is set to the highest setting and that is visible from space and it like microwaves a bag of popcorn and they can roast their marshmallows on it. Like there's so much like cartoony, insane stuff, but yet the movie doesn't have that cartoony sense of silliness throughout it it's just like a normal movie where every now and then something insane happens yeah um which there's nothing wrong with that yeah when it does stuff like that it feels like it can't decide if it wants to be super silly slapstick like cartoon or if it just wants to be like a regular cartoon the movie's not crazy enough for those kinds of things to feel like they belong. Yeah. So when it happens, uh, you're kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like that, that was is, that was weird. That is weird. <laughs> okay, I can kind of see that. I can see that how that could be a little off-putting, and that's probably why it it put us in this predicament. Yeah, because and uh, that's not even really a complaint. It's just an observation of just like I feel like this movie was made by committee everything about this movie feels like um like it was just made to check all these boxes you know of like what is a kid's movie supposed to have uh cute characters um you know silly random jokes uh you know calling something steve you know these are all the things that a kid's movie has to have (laughs) yeah um and uh it just kind of feels a little bit uh soulless in a in a way and 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 i guess it's comment like a kind of impressive that they were able to make a not completely terrible movie just by you know trying to meet all the requirements but it's not really anything special it's not anything fun or memorable it's not a movie that i'm ever gonna really feel like watching again i don't think 
Do you think there's anything earnest or honest about the film? Um, hmm, that's a really good question. What do you think? I think they try to force it. I think, uh, like, um, with the child raccoon, uh, child raccoon, child possum playing dead for the first time. Oh, yeah, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, Avril Lavigne playing dead. Um, <laughs> That's weird that they cast her as that part. Yeah. Like, wonder, if that I raccoon they... ever, like, took out a, a, a dumb little opossum guitar and started playing a punk song, or, like, a pop punk song, mm-hmm. uh, then I would have been like, oh, yeah, of course Avril Lavigne is in this movie. Yeah, but she doesn't... They play it straight. Yeah, it's just a possum. <laughs> Just and they were like well let's get avril lavigne this is 2006 this is like peak avril lavigne too yeah peak right? Levine. her big her what let go came out 2003 complicated uh, yeah like complicated i think was skater boy 2003. i'm looking up her discography to see if what, what, what was going on oh no let go was 2002 under my skin which was 2004 to the best damn thing was 2007 and that was i think the one that had no no which one had i think i think yeah the best damn thing is the one that had a uh, boyfriend is that the name of this oh one? yeah hey hey you you, you, you uh, i don't like your bo- or girlfriend girlfriend yeah so that song was about to come out the next year so this is i mean avril lavigne was still very relevant at the time yeah and I guess maybe she was just trying to get into an acting career. Uh, and then what were the under this under my skin singles? Let's see. Under my skin, her second album. We had singles. Uh, Don't tell me. Oh, my happy ending. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I don't recognize any of these other song titles, though. Nobody's home. He wasn't fall to pieces slipped away. Yeah, I don't know those. But my happy ending, that was a hit. Hmm. That's a good one. Anyway. Uh yeah. It it, it it did feel like they tried to give it that heart in, in some moments, but it felt kind of shoehorned. Didn't really feel earned. Um that's uh, movies like this really kind of make you uh, even further appreciate, like, wow, Shrek has the heart. And it has the the jokes, and it does both. Yes, uh, very well, too. fully. Yeah, it, it, yeah. You you believe all of it. Mm-hmm. And then the 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 thing that Madagascar did right is that it's very silly, very cartoony, and doesn't really try to give you any of that heart because it doesn't need it. Yeah, it really doesn't. They, they, the, that's not the movie that they were making, and so they said, "No, we're not going to try to like you know tug at your heartstrings." Yeah, other they, mo- other movies do that, right? And they weren't trying to do something in between, like this movie. Yeah, this movie is is has has one foot in each in each side, and it, and and it doesn't really do either one fully. So maybe it it could be that maybe they couldn't decide what they wanted, or maybe that was you had two camps of. Uh, people at DreamWorks, one was going, let's make something really silly. And the other going, let's make something that's uh, down to earth and relatable. Yeah. 
and straightforward yet set in uh, a different setting with with unique characters. Mm-hmm. If you if you can call those characters unique, yeah. Other than the fact yeah. that they're animals, right? Nothing, nothing yeah. really unremarkable about them except for maybe a squirrel that's like super fast. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I think we've summed it up pretty nicely. Where would you? How rank? do you rank it? I oh oh, <laughs> oh boy. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Um. So I'm still going off. Remember the last episode where I talked about having two lists? I, I just have the one list. You have one now? Yeah, I just have the one. I, I, because okay. I, I understood kind of where you were coming from. It's like after watching other movies ahead of movies that you've already seen, you might feel a little bit like, oh, now I want to change everything because now I feel different now that I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to keep as is. Okay. Uh, in my list, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start numbering these because <laughs> I'm gonna do that right now. Okay. Uh, number one is Wallace and Gromit. Number two is Shrek two. Number three is Shrek. Number four is Chicken Run. Number five is Madagascar. Number six is Road to El Dorado. Number seven is Prince of Egypt. Number eight is, uh, do I want it to be at eight? Which movie do I want to see more, Sinbad or Over the Hedge? Both had dogs. You're right. (laughs) You are right about that. (laughs) One dog was named Nugget. The other dog was named... I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, it, it, over the Hedge and Sinbad both kind of feel like they're in that same category of movie where they're just, they just got made. <laughs> uh-huh. Just, we just need to make this movie right yeah. now and put no other thought into it. <laughs> um, but I don't think I would want to or need to watch Sinbad again. But if I saw that Over the Hedge was on, I wouldn't turn it off. Okay. So... Number eight is Over the Hedge. Number nine is Sinbad. Number 10, which should be number 12, is Shark Tale. Number 11 is Ants. Number 12 is Spirit. Okay, so after Sinbad was was Shark Tale, then Ants, then Spirit? Yes. Okay. Which that, and, and my second list that I had made, I changed everything around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's very funny that you say that because my list has at number one, Shrek two. Number two is Shrek. Number three is Chicken Run. Number four is Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Number five is The Prince of Egypt. 
Number six is Madagascar. Number seven is The Road to El Dorado. And right here at numbers eight and nine, I had the exact same predicament of, hmm, is it who comes next over the hedge or Sinbad? Yeah. And when I, when I just thought about, all right, if, if I come home tomorrow and say I'm going to watch one of these two movies, which one am I going to watch? I think I'm going to put on Sinbad before I put on Over the Hedge. Ooh. Now, Sinbad, it, is it because you haven't seen it in a while? I, no, I just, I think I had more fun watching Sinbad. I, I liked the adventure elements of it. Um, okay. Over the Hedge was just kind of, kind of just boring and bleh, you know? Too bland. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it just, it just had no, uh, no personality to me. I don't know. Yeah, Sinbad has a a, a distinct personality, even though it is also kind of generic. You know, yeah. it feels a little bit, uh, also kind of paint by numbersy in terms of its style. I think the story, uh, just like worked a little bit better for me. It. it, it I was more engaged. I was definitely more engaged watching Sinbad than I was watching Over the Hedge. That's a fair point. Um, so Sinbad number eight. Number nine, Over the Hedge. Number 10, Ants. That was the other one. I was like, is this movie better than Ants or is Ants better than this? I like th- those three you, I had in a battle. See, you're, you're kind of you're kind of falling into what I was dealing with because now I look back at Ants with a little bit more fondness it not because of the movie itself but because of chug because of chuck chug oh chug (laughs) (laughs) yeah our our friday night hangout spot yeah every it's it's one of the bars that you can go to at dream jerks park at dream jerks park yeah you're right uh see see now now you understand my plight but I have to remember that we did not like ants. <laughs> we hated ants. I didn't hate it. I just didn't. I just think it's a movie that was made for all the wrong reasons. Um, and yeah. and the fact that it was enjoyable at all is uh, a real, you know, testament to the filmmakers of like, wow, imagine if they made a movie because they wanted to. They could have done something really good, and then they made Shrek, <laughs> and it was like, okay, yeah, see, that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, number ten, ants. Number eleven, Shark Tale, and number twelve, last place, horse movie. Um. Do you like Shark Tale better than horse movie? I or, I had we, more fun. We had, I had this, more. Sorry, we had this discussion already before. I feel. Uh yeah, we did. I I. There was nothing I would, redeemable about Shark Tale. But it is fun to watch what a mess it is. As Spirit to... is not a mess. It's just, I just didn't enjoy it. Okay. It's not a fun uh, disaster the way Shark Tale is. Right, but there is something admirable, admirable about it. About Spirit? Yeah, because it's like one of yeah. the, you know, it's, it's a great 2d animation film there yeah there are definitely good things i was talking about spirit today um and i had to stop myself from saying it's terrible because i I, and i stopped myself and i said you know what no it's not terrible it's just a movie that has nothing in it for me 
Yeah. That's what it that's what the these lists come down to. Yeah. Is, and you is know, is it good in in terms of its it, the quality of the film and did I enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know, when it when 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 they're about even in it, my enjoyment I think has to come number 1. Okay. In 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 weighing and then the quality when it when when I'm weighing, oh man, I enjoyed these movies about the same. Then I have to look at the the, the quality as as per my uh, you know, perspective of the quality. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and it's. Do you find it weird that we've been talking about like the DreamWorks movies, and all of a sudden you'll see something on TikTok where it's that scene from Shark Tale with the shrimp talking about its family and everything. Yeah, I have noticed. Story. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if it's that people are starting to care more about DreamWorks all of a sudden, or if it's just that we notice things like that more because we are constantly thinking and talking about DreamWorks movies. I think it's the second one. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I think because we're we're plugged into the DreamWorks atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That we're starting to pick up on the intricacies of what society yeah. is bringing forth. It's like whenever you talk about something. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not like this at all, but I'm going to say it anyways. It's like when you talk about something like like some like you talk about Domino's Pizza and all of a sudden you open up Facebook and there's a uh, an advertisement oh. for Domino's Pizza. Yeah, but that's that's something entirely different. That's uh, our smartphones listening to us. Yeah. And uh, you know what it is? It's like when I went to Bucky's uh and I became a Bucky's man. <laughs> and yeah. and then I started seeing people everywhere wearing Bucky's shirts. Yeah. That that is it. And I, you know, I'm sure they were wearing them before in the same amount, but I wasn't a Bucky's man. Yeah. So I didn't care when I saw them. I didn't notice them. Right. But now I see a Bucky's shirt and I said, hey, I'm a Bucky's man, too. <laughs> <laughs> Those Bucky shirts are everywhere, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Hey, it's nice to meet another Bucky's person. <laughs> <laughs> I've still yet to go. We, we have to go. We have to make a trip. I know. A road trip. Do you think DreamWorks will ever make a movie about Bucky? But is his name Bucky? Yeah. Bucky the Beaver? Yeah. Um, I don't see why not. He makes the best snacks and gas station food in the history of the world. There's money to be made. Yeah. Should we write it? Yes. Should we write the Bucky's movie? Yeah. And pitch it to DreamWorks Animation? Absolutely. A division of Comcast NBC Universal? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm for it. It, We have nothing else to do. At the very least, it'll appear on Peacock. Oh, oh my gosh. The first Peacock original DreamWorks animated film. <laughs> yes. Bucky's. Bucky's movie. <laughs> Bucky's. W- would it be called Bucky's or would it be called the Bucky's movie or Bucky's movie or. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's something we'll have to uh, market research. The film that has everything. Bucky's. Ooh. Yeah. Because the... the world's. Because the gas stations have everything. Yeah. 
Oof, boy, that's a good place. Yeah. Um. Well, do you have a Rotten Tomatoes score or uh, that I can guess? Well, it's funny you say that. Um, when you shared this film to me, mm-hmm. um, on movies anywhere, uh, I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score and I was like, "This is unbelievable." I don't oh, okay. believe I don't believe this for a second. So it's it's higher than you thought it should be. Yeah. Okay. Which let me let me look it up on the website. Yeah. Just to make sure it's the same. Okay. It, oh. Oh boy. Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, <laughs> uh tomato it, the like the tomato the, what the critics say about this. Sure. Film. Guess the number. All right. Well, first, I'm going to I'm going to give it a number that I think is appropriate for the movie of the like the quality of this movie. I would give this movie like. A 67 percent. That's generous. that's you think that's generous. I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with this movie. It's just it's, kind of boring. It's middle of the line, baby. It's 50. But 50 is a failing grade. Yeah. I don't think this movie fails. It's just on, it's just on what grading scale, like the grade school grading scale. Yeah, hmm. I bet this movie. Well, that's got... why I had to take English again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? What do you mean? <laughs> this is math. <laughs> no wonder I failed. <laughs> You're in math class and you're like, look at all these word problems. I suck at English. <laughs> this is algebra. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm having so much trouble in lit class. And this one guy has a certain number of barrels of hay and then he loses some of them. I don't understand this story at all. <laughs> Sir, this, uh, is, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> So you said 67? Uh, yeah. Would it surprise you to hear that the tomato meter ranks it? As... Wait, wait. No, I have to guess. You said 67, right? No, that's what I think it. That's my what I think it should be. Ah, uh, okay. But what it what it is is higher than that. And my guess for what it actually is would be like 84%. That's it? Is it really? No, no, no. I'm asking you, is that it? Oh, that's my number. That's my guess 84? of the tomato meter. Yeah. Uh, you want to go a little bit in the middle of those two numbers. Okay. So I said 67 and then 84. Yeah. So it's in the, it's in the 70s? Yeah. Okay. It's a 7. I'll just go 75. There you go. That's it? That's it. That's that's reasonable. But that's it still markets it as fresh. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Yeah. It's not. This movie's not fresh. The tomato meter score for critics is 75%, so it's certified fresh. The audience mm. score is 71. Okay, the audience was a little bit more reasonable, uh, yeah. more realistic. Yeah. Uh, the, criti- the critics' consensus is, even if it's not an animation classic, Over the Hedge is clever and fun, and the jokes cater to family members of all ages. Uh, I, uh, that's arguable to me. I didn't feel like there were any jokes that were for me. And if they were, I was mad at them. <laughs> like Stella. Stella. I was like, get this out of this movie. This doesn't yeah. belong here. 
Oh, well, I think that brings us to the end of this discussion about this movie. Now we got to plug stuff. Okay. I have nothing. Uh, I have nothing to plug. That's not true. We have something to plug. No, I have nothing to plug. You personally? Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to do a dual plug for both of us right now. Because this episode is coming out to our listeners on Wednesday, July 28th. Uh-huh. Which which means that as of last night, we have officially announced our Pangolin Halloween event. Oh. This Ken- is this Ken- is out. Kenneth, I have something to plug. Oh, yes, John, what do you have? It's the Pangolin Halloween event. <laughs> What's it called? Uh Pangolin get the spooky uki ukies. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Pangolin gets the spooky ookie ookies. <laughs> That's not what it's called. It's happening this October. October 2nd? We have October 2nd at Will's Pub in no, Orlando. What, what is it really called? This show is called Pangolin Presents the Family Ghouls. And it is a new EP that will be coming to all streaming music services on September 3rd. And yeah. then there will be a live theatrical show uh, f- involving costumes and, uh, you know, projected media and actors and characters. We're doing a full production. Yeah. <laughs> and this will happen on the stage at Will's Pub on October 2nd. That's Saturday, October 2nd. Tickets, I don't believe, are on sale yet, but they will be, and we will definitely let you know when that happens. If you're in the Central Florida area or if you're in the vicinity where traveling to Orlando on a Saturday night makes sense for you, I would highly encourage you to do this because uh, as far as we're aware, no local small-time band has ever put on a production of this magnitude. Right. Um, We... uh, we were trying to figure out how to market this, and we were like, "Is this a play? Not really. Is it a, is it a musical? I mean, not no, not really. Is it a rock opera? I don't think that really captures it. We like invented a new category of live theater. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of feel well. It's a theme park show, but it's not at a theme park, right? So this is like the creature from the Black Lagoon rock opera. Oh, that is was it? Okay. at Universal Studios Hollywood. <laughs> I've never seen that. I'm gonna have to watch a video. You of it. haven't seen? Kenneth. I'm aware of it. I know it exists, but I've never seen it. Kenneth, please, um, I I'm going to send you a link as soon as we're done. Okay, please watch it. I it's will. So bad. Oh well, ours in, but is it's that... so good. Well, our thing is gonna be actually good. <laughs> I know. <think>. I. <laughs> I don't care if people think it's going to be good or not. I, I want them to react to it. That's all I want is a reaction. Yeah, that's true. You know, if they think it's good, great. If they think it's so bad that it's good, even better. Yeah. I, I just want people to get a reaction out of this when they see yeah. it. Yeah, I just want people to come and see what we as a band are willing to do just because we think it would be funny if we did it. <laughs> I just want people to come to the show. Yeah, we want to see you there. Yeah. Get your vaccinations if you haven't already. Come yeah. on over to Will's Pub on October 2nd. You'll be able to listen to the songs on September 3rd. Learn all the words 
and then you'll see us play them live as our our monster characters uh on on the stage on october 2nd and uh you know see this whole story unfold in front of you so that's the big news also i want to also plug uh another podcast episode that came out today as you're hearing this is uh our previous guest from the spirit episode travis he has a new show called theme theme park the movie um where he has guests talking about a movie and its corresponding theme park ride or vice versa if there is a movie based on a theme park ride uh and so today's new episode that comes out on the same day as this episode is i'm on there talking about et whoa extraterrestrial and also the et adventure ride at universal studios florida so uh go check that out it's a fun conversation and that's out right now you didn't tell me you were going to see other other podcasts i'm sorry it's okay (sighs) i'm sorry um but you've been in other podcasts too right yeah i've been on other podcasts before yeah you've been on have you been on well of course as of today this wednesday the 28th you've been on haunt scene right We've been on. I've been on Haunt Scene. I've been on Grim Grinning Hosts. Yes. I've been on Dream Jerks podcast. Yes. You you've been on almost all of the HHN podcasts that are out there. I don't think that's true. I think I've only been on GGH. Well, what's Haunt? Oh, Haunt Scene's not HHN exclusive. It's just oh no, all haunts. That's all haunts all over <laughs> the world, all over yeah. the country. Um, um, but I haven't been on Catacombs. I haven't been on a lot of other shows. Scream Queens. Well, I guess I I have not been on Scream Queens. I have not been on R.I.P. Tour. I have not been on uh, uh, Reflections of Fear. I am on Rush of Fear. That's my HHN podcast because everyone needs to have one. When are you going to start yours, John? I would like to start my HHN podcast right now. <laughs> It's called, and it's <laughs> it's called Twisted Taters. Yes, <laughs> Twisted Taters, an HHN podcast, and we yeah. talk. I I don't know if it should be like one of those story podcasts or just a podcast where we talk about HHN. What do you mean a story podcast? Like you write a story and you you perform it as like an audio book or like mm-hmm. like a. Well, yeah, because remember we had uh, Maddie on. Oh, yeah. Maddie Hammond, and she has a podcast. She has camp stories. Yes. And it's told and it's told as a, you know, as a story. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like an audio book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe something So you're like going to tell the story of like how a twisted tater uh, gets from from the ground to your little grubby little hands. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's good. He becomes sentient and wants to go through <gasps> all the houses. He's a he's twisted, like in the head. Oh, this, he becomes a killer. This killer potato. Killer attack of the killer potatoes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Um I'll you can follow I'll work on it. Okay. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at King Kemen. You can follow our band Pangolin and follow everything about our new show and Halloween album or EP 
uh, at Pangolin FL on all social media platforms. You can follow this show on all social media platforms at Dream Jerks Pod. You can send us an email at dreamjerkspodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we got an email this week. So let me go ahead and read that for us. Wow. We got an email. It says here, what's up, Dream Jerks? Name's Mad Mal, frequent listener of you, uh, or frequent listener of your show, Disorder, and Grim Grinning Hosts. Um, He says, my favorite DreamWorks movie is Kung Fu Panda 2, and I cannot wait for that episode. Recently bought the trilogy off of Voodoo and have had a fun time on my day off having a movie night watching all three Kung Fu Panda films. Uh, P.S. Still wondering why Angelina Jolie Fish didn't get whiplash while Will Smith Fish had a freaking seizure. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) There must be a scene in Shark Tale. That, there was there a scene mentioned. where where Will Smith fish has a seizure? <laughs> Maybe there might. That feels like it would be in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what when. Why would Angelina Jolie fish have gotten whiplash from whipping her hair? Oh, maybe or her, her hair, her fins. <laughs> yeah, her head fin. Her head fin. Yeah, why does she have hair? <laughs> She's a fish. Um, but hey, thanks, Mad Mal. Yeah, you're insta- you're you're always interacting with uh, the Dream Jerks account on Instagram, and I think you interact with us on Twitter too. Uh, thanks for writing in. I mm-hmm. also love the Kung Fu Panda films. Can't wait to watch a good film. Oh, I can't wait to get to those. I went to the drive-in in oh. Lakeland and watched a double feature of of Kung Fu Pandas one and two, and man, what a what a delightful solid time that was solid film i was really surprised i knew kung fu panda was good but it had been so long since i had seen it and i went and saw that and i was like this might be the best movie i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) but it was also just fun to be at the drive-in you know yeah well anyway thank you mad mal uh yeah that was fantastic thanks for writing in thanks for sharing your thoughts with us i'm sorry we couldn't answer your question about the fish um, yeah. because i don't remember i don't rem- I, I try not to remember shark tale so i don't i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> uh, and if you want to write us an email you can do that at dreamdrugspodcast at gmail.com hey go ahead and leave us a review and a five-star rating on the podcast app of your choice especially Apple Podcasts. We don't have any new ratings or reviews uh, to read. So, you know, go ahead and, and do that. Leave us a thing and I'll read it. So, put something, something you know, silly and that we can read. Um, uh, hey, Smoke Vanish, Alpha Zeta Bones Jones, Marco Slightspeed. We'll see you at band practice. And that'll do it. Yeah. For the dream to work, we got to go to sleep. All right. So, good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Let me tell you what it's like. It's a great song.
Who, yeah. who did the songs? Was it Ben Folds? We, for uh, we forgot to talk about Ben Folds. We forgot to talk about it. Ben Folds. <laughs> stop hey. the music. Wait, stop, stop, stop. stop. Ben, Ben, stop. Oh. I can't this believe. Movie. <laughs> I can't believe we forgot to talk about Ben Folds. He ben. wrote, he did the whole soundtrack for this he film. The, ben Folds, he, I, I was, I had a, forgotten that he did that until i was watching the movie today yeah and i was like oh my god that's right yeah <laughs> what, what, what how do you feel about these songs these are good songs they're good i i mean there's not i think if it suffers the same thing as the film does is that there's nothing memorable from them yeah and and even rock in the suburbs that's is this part of Rockin' the Suburbs was something he wrote before all this, right? Ooh. Well, I'm gonna look um, look yeah, I'm going to look. I'm looking at it right now. It's a single. Yeah, it's from 2001. So, yeah, it does predate okay. this movie. So, do you think that was something that DreamWorks, like, we're, writing, we're making a film about animals uh, going over the hedge and into a neighborhood, into a suburb? Yeah. They're... Oh rocking the suburbs oh my gosh we gotta get ben there's only one man for this job <laughs> they get on the horn somebody yeah. get ben folds yeah and the other guy's like who <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you don't want to call elton john are you sure you don't want to call ted nugent <laughs> no give me ted nugent on the phone new jet are you going to be my animals? <laughs> are you going to be my suburbs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, these songs are... Rockin' the Suburbs is so good, and I feel like the rest of them also feel kind of uh, phoned in a little bit. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with... There's nothing wrong with Ben Folds. No, not that I know of. Yeah, and those who don't <laughs> know who Ben Folds is... I mean, we're going to play Rock and Sur Suburbs again, so that way you can hear it. Yeah. Um, there, there are, like, Brick is, well, good there song. There Brick? Brick by Ben Folds 5. I'm sure I've heard it. Uh, the, the name, the title does not uh, conjure anything in my mind, though. Okay. Well, maybe there's some songs that I can share to you and see if you want to share them on on our Twitter or Instagram. Be like, hey, oh, yeah. check out this Ben Folds song. This is who Ben Folds is. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and there was one time uh, Ben Folds was uh, doing his tour and he would do something like, do you remember Chat Roulette? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. He, I know exactly what you're talking about. He would go. He would have concerts. And he would set it up where he would be on chat roulette and on the screen above the stage would be whoever is like joining the chat roulette. Yeah. So people would join in and he would just be like, hey, I'm playing a song at a concert. And people would be like, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm watching a Ben Folds concert. Yeah. Who's, who's Ben Folds? On chat roulette. <laughs> yeah, on chat roulette. How many naked people got put up on that screen at his concert? Probably like 12. Yeah. At least. Per, per show. At least. <laughs> they, they probably saw at least 11 dongs for sure. 
Do you think they had anybody screening the chats before they put them on the big screen? There might have been a delay, possibly. Yeah. I'll Just see like, if I can I'll see if I can find that video for you. Yeah, there are videos. That was cool. Ben yeah. Folds is a cool guy. Yeah. I don't know a ton of his music, but I just kind of generally have a sense of like who he is. Mm-hmm. And uh he seems neat. He seems cool. Yeah. He's uh he has a somewhat of a relationship with Weird Al. Yeah. Um Weird Al did a, a Ben Folds style parody on his album Poodle Hat. Uh the song is called Why Does This Always Happen to Me? And the piano on the song is actually played by Ben Folds. Oh. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so it's very much in the style of Ben Folds because he's the one playing it. <laughs> um, yeah, neat. All right, that that's the kind of fame I want in in life. Ben yeah. Folds fame. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ben Folds is a guy who can sell out a huge concert venue and then go to the store and nobody's going to bother him. Yeah. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to walk around. I want to go to Publix and like have no one recognize me and then get on stage and the room is packed with people. <laughs> yeah. And then to when have... they see me, when they see me outside, no one notices. <laughs> yeah, to have fame and anonymity at the same oh, time. What a What a There's treat. not not a lot of people who can have that. Yeah, it's true. I will. Ne- I'm going to make sure I look as unremarkable, like <laughs> like like Jason Bourne, physically unremarkable. <laughs> he can disappear in any crowd. <laughs> yeah, in normal clothes, he may as well be invisible. That's what I want. I want to be like Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a meme. I saw someone sent me a meme. Our our good friend Angela sent me a meme that was like Tony Hawk is kind of like Perry the platypus if I see him standing on the ground I just say a man and when I see him on a skateboard I'm like holy crap it's Tony Hawk (laughs) (laughs) it's like Ben Folds you see him just standing around by himself he's you know he's just some random dude just some guy in glasses sits sits down behind a piano oh my god it's Ben Folds Ben Folds Look, it's Benjamin Folds, everyone. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. Hey, I think th- I think we talked about Ben Folds enough. <laughs> we we've talked about Ben Folds more than any human being has ever talked about Ben Folds. <laughs> that uh, I don't think that's true. No, but, that's not true. But hey, again, for the dream to work, we got to go to sleep. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. We're rocking the suburbs. Around the clock just one more time We're rocking the suburbs Cause I can't tell which house is mine Dream Jerks podcast has no affiliation with DreamWorks Animation, Universal Pictures, or Comcast NBC Universal. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not represent the companies or organizations they happen to work for. Theme music by Pangolin. 